News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Uh, and for more on this, we're joined now by Professor Lisa Ryan, Professor of Energy Economics at UCD uh, and Pippa Hackett, Minister of State of the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. I might come to you first of all, Minister. Um, you heard that discussion that we've had there. You've heard what, what, what uh, the experts are saying about the targeting of interventions. Is that what's going to happen? Because a lot of people then won't benefit from those interventions who will be affected by this energy poverty. Um, I think firstly it's it's important to acknowledge that it's a really stark report from the SRI, it really shows the huge pressure people are under um, and also really illustrates the severe impact of the Ukraine crisis in particular that it that it has had on, on fuel costs. Um, I suppose uh, at this stage, I mean, the government has really has stepped up to the mark in the, in the, the last uh, while. I mean, we've put in place... 2.4 billion euros worth of support since the budget 2022 and and since then um, and we have done uh, as you highlighted a, a, a mix of, of different supports um, and we we have targeted supports towards um, those um, on fuel allowances there was a 225 euro you know one-off payment to people on fuel allowances. We've increased fuel allowance by five euros a week. So those are very specifically targeted supports. And then, yes, you highlighted, I mean, even the electricity credit, the 200 euro, which, you know, wasn't specifically targeted, but certainly but it's good to But you have also hit things like indirect taxes. We saw that happening with, with motor fuel. And what this report is saying, don't do that. That 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 doesn't benefit those most at need. Is that going to change your policy? Um, look, I suppose the, the difficulty here is to, to implement things quickly. And sometimes, you know, the quickest way to do it is to do a, a, an across the board, um, um, you know, cut on something. However, saying that the I think the targeted measures approach is something we will have to look at. Um, it's clear that, you know, some people are far more vulnerable than others to this. So whatever we can do as a government and, you know, we're coming into that sort of budgetary cycle now um, that, you know, certainly targeted uh, supports are important. You know, and we, we have we have done other targeted supports that have helped people, um, even in terms of, you know, 20 percent, you know, cutting public oh, no, transport. I, and and I do accept that you have done some targeted, uh, uh, I suppose, um, interventions, but, but we've also done kind of universal interventions. And I suppose the, the, the question is, is if they're ineffective and expensive, why are you doing them? Well, I think I think that I, I think it's unfair to say that they're ineffective. I think they, they you know, they support people in different ways. Um, they might, in fact, bring about different behavioural changes in people, which is, a, you know, in the longer term is, is an important thing. But I, I, I would agree that um, certainly targeted measures will have to be looked at um, because when you see the figures in that ESRI report, you know, it is okay. it is really quite, quite stark. Let's bring in Professor Lisa Ryan. Lisa, your reaction to all of this? Hello, Kira. Um, well, my reaction is, I suppose <clears throat> we all know how um, high energy prices have gone over the last few months. So it, it is not surprising that, you know, that families will be str- have been struggling to um, to pay those bills. Um, I suppose just taking a step back, one thing to remember is when we're talking about energy poverty or fuel poverty, is that really it's a it's a combination of several factors. It's not just the energy prices; it's also based on income poverty, so your income. And then the third item is the quality of the building that you live in or the type of car you drive. So, in other words, if you live in a building that you know has poor, uh, you know, it's poorly insulated, then you're going to have higher bills. And usually, people. When they're in fuel poverty, they have, you know, it's a combination of all three. They're 
often people who are also in income poverty, it's not just about energy poverty, they have real income poverty in that they don't have enough income and that they also are living in the worst buildings, okay. which then are requiring, you know, higher heating bills just to, you and know, so Lisa, heat them do, normally. Then in your view, what, what should be done? I'm sure you, you, you've heard what uh, uh, Dr. Yeah. Barra Rowntree has said from the ESRI, but what, what, what's, what's your view? Well, I would fully agree with, uh, with Barra and the ESRI in that if we're looking at energy prices and trying to mitigate those energy prices, that, you know, any kind of indirect measure where it's a percentage, like a VAT is a percentage of the energy price. And we know that higher income groups, you know, spend more on energy because they have bigger houses, they drive bigger cars. So that's why um, it's less targeted if you just give everybody a reduction in VAT, for example, that, you know, most of the, a lot more of that money is going then to um, higher income groups okay. because lower income groups are spending less well, even well, though the well, higher let, shares let, are in, Let's in, put in, that to, to Pippa. Pippa, the, the, the VAT cuts actually benefit better off people to a greater extent. Then surely that is the wrong move. Um, look, it's a move that we that we chose to take, and, and and I appreciate you know the higher users of of, of um, energy or electricity, you know, probably are those who can maybe not in all cases can perhaps afford that. However, you know there have been other. I mean, more recently, uh, my colleague Minister Ryan has um, has made moves to reduce the PSO levy on electricity bills. That's a set uh, amount everyone pays. Um, so you know that's going to be looking at maybe taking 127 euros off bills across the board. But again, that's going to benefit people who are who are better off. Who, who yes, use but it's not a percentage; it's a one-off. And in, in a way, Barra indicated that the 200 euro energy credit was what wasn't a bad measure because it, it you know it's a one, it's a lump sum um, yeah. but, removal. But, but neither of those interventions would be particularly green, would they? Or, or, or particularly uh, sort of the, the idea of a just transition? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, every every little helps, unfortunately, in this. And I suppose we are trying to explore every possible opportunity. Um, I mean, we have on, uh, said from the start, the government has said that, you know, unfortunately, we can't mitigate all of this. We are, you know, doing our absolute best to do this. And as I said, 2.4 billion has already um, been put in this direction. Um, and, you know, I'm sure it's something we're on, you know, under constant analysis. We're going to be looking at it again. Um, and, you know, I think the Lisa, targeted measures, as best we can do them, will, will, will Lisa, be the way your, to go. Your, your view on, on, the, on the 200 uh, euro credit across the board or, or on, on those ideas of, of universal interventions? Well, I think obviously it's better if we can target the measures, but um, certainly lump sums like a 200 euro credit or the reduction of the PSO, which is also a fixed sum, that is that benefits lower income groups more than any of these percentage um, measures that are reduced. Because even if it's say 130 euros, if everybody gets that off, that's a higher share of a lower income uh, bill usually. And so, it, you know, it, it, any kind of a lump sum transfer like that will benefit lower income groups. Okay. But I would say that, you know, trying to improve the quality of the buildings so that they don't have higher bills in the first place. So any energy efficiency so the retrofitting I, I, will I, I, really improve things. OK. Um, lastly, Pippa, I don't want to get into retrofitting because we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have time for it now. But an awful lot of green voters are, 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 are middle class voters. They aren't uh, uh, living on subsistence. And they might say, if you're going to target it all away from me and I'm working and I have no money in my pocket, this doesn't make me very happy. Well, I mean, I think actually even just on the on the the retrofitting example, you know, there are people who, who do fall between the gaps. You know, either they can't afford, for example, to retrofit, or they they're not. You know, if they're not on a on a social welfare or in a social home, they that will be done for them. But it, that again is why we're looking at things like low cost loans. Um, um, Minister Ryan is you know implementing things like that, so it, it enables people to access uh, the money needed to 
certainly perhaps retrofit okay. their home. And, I, you know, I appreciate, look, that's it, it's a little bit moot talking about that now in, in relation to the okay. SRI report, okay. but it is certainly something we are look, pushing on. Thank you both very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Professor Lisa Ryan, uh, Professor of Energy Economics at UCD and Minister of State and the Department of Agriculture, Food and Marine. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News.